Hello, curiosity seekers and adventurous thinkers. Welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's chief curiosity seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's chief experience producer and favorite sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, curiosity. Each week, fun informal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite, designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think. When our kids were little, one of the things that I drummed into their skull was one of the most important values that we have as a family is truth. And that if you tell a lie, you are giving up the opportunity to be trusted. And trust is something you can never get back. And we talked about scenarios and telling the truth. And Barkley, who was always so literal and forgot nothing about these value messages, We were going to some friend's house for Christmas. He was probably about four. The kids knew that there was no such thing as Santa Claus. Mm. And (laughs) he also knew that Christian people who celebrate Christmas, that they believe in Santa Claus. And so he wanted to know what would happen if Dominic asked him about Santa Claus. (laughs) So I I, see where this is going. Right. And we had actually discussed the idea of a lie of omission, like just not saying anything when being asked was kind of a form of a lie. So he knew that not saying anything wasn't an option. And I tried to explain to him that it would be best to change the subject. And of course, Barkley being Barkley asked if changing the subject was similar or better than not saying anything at all. And that should he change the subject if he's asked something uncomfortable. So it was a really uncomfortable situation, which led me to realize that a lie detector would not verify (laughs) that what I say I value most is in fact the truth. And that leads me to the curiosity bite. So wait, I need to know before you ask that, did he tell him that Santa Claus was not real or no it turns out and thank god it didn't come uh, up and thank god it didn't come up but it put me in a very uncomfortable situation because i wasn't being truthful about what we value as a family Mm -hmm. most would a lie detector agree with what you say you value most I'd have to think of what I value the most. Well, what do you say you value most? Hmm. I would say that I value my children and whether they're flourishing or not, Mm -hmm. you know, helping them, mentoring them so that they live their best, live your best life. Do you think that that is the thing you will value most forever? Well, I think that when they start to live on their own and have children of their own, and I start to see that I'm losing some of my ability to take care of myself, my quality of life, my husband's quality of life, that's probably going to be more important. Eventually, I'm a th- I'm thinking that that would be more important than my kids at that point. What if I hooked you up to a lie detector and asked you that and you really did not value your kids flourishing most? I don't want to be hooked up to a lie detector. What would you be afraid of oh, being God. asked? So I was looking up some different things, different topics when we were preparing for this podcast. And I was trying to find the question. There's a game. There's a Hasbro game that has a lie detector. Oh, my. And they have like 120 questions. Where do you get it? You can order it. And I was actually 
going to order it for this because I could not find the questions. And I thought it would be fun to find some of the questions, but it wouldn't come in, in time. Maybe we should do an episode using... We oh, no! See, here's the problem! <laughs> so I found a few of the questions, and one was... <laughs> Oh my god! So one was you. Know, do you wash your hands every time you go use the bathroom? Oh no problem. Yes. Well, the problem is <laughs> that Gross. I, yeah. no, no, no. I, <laughs> I wash your hands. I ha when I wash my hands now, mm -hmm. I think about the lie detector test, and I think, well, what if I'm not washing to the point where I think I'm like officially i'm not singing the abcs or whatever i'm not doing the right washing and so when i say i wash my hands it says oh you no you don't not you, good it, enough yeah so i was like i don't want it to ask me questions that i don't want <laughs> what would be the question that you would least like a lie detector oh my god <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm gonna tell you that the worst person to tell this is questions well i think that this is a really interesting <laughs> thing about lie detectors and lie detection because lie detectors they mean they only measure physiological responses to questions so some people can easily con artists can train themselves to not have those physiological responses and there is a technique i can't remember what it was called but this is kind of how it works where they ask someone who was accused of pickpocketing did you pickpocket and the lie detect and they say no and the lie detector totally doesn't detect any kind of physiological change showing stress response right and then they change it to was the wallet red no i did not pickpocket <laughs> and, and so was the wallet red and no it was green i'll go <laughs> 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 but their oh, physiological, <laughs> physiological response to that question was not prepared. Like they hadn't trained themselves. So that was more of a tell than the obvious questions that they were trained to respond with. Mm. And then there was another story. It's called the Pinocchio effect. It was this guy, he was this middle-aged guy, and he worked for the EU in some way that he was negotiating for a living. But he had something where every time he told a lie or didn't tell the truth in a negotiation or withheld the truth, he would have a physiological response where he would start convulsing and pass out. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So, I mean, that oh my God. Yeah, I mean, it totally affected his job. It became a thing where he would be, I mean, you're in negotiations. You, Poor you, guy. You withhold a lot of information. Hmm. I have a physiological issue that I convulse every time I lie. I'm going to go into the EU. I'm going to become an FBI agent. What? That doesn't even make sense. No, but he didn't start out with this. This was was something that he developed so that's why they were able to go in and they did an mri what was his name and his name was mr pinocchio <laughs> <laughs> it was having a nose that grows but I instead he will convulse but they found the point is that they found a tumor pressing on the part of his brain that deals with i think the prefrontal cortex that deals with a lot of our ability to tell the truth and to tell stories and they remove the tumor and this pinocchio effect actually went away wow yeah <laughs> reminds me of uh, when i was working at the studio one of the musicians was telling me a story about how he used to be in this big band down in la and they would be in the studio and record different people coming in and singing or maybe like movies and stuff like that and they had i think it was a trombone player who had tourettes like the kind of tourettes that and you know there's so many different types but if he saw something it would come spurting out of his mouth so they knew that nell carter was coming in to record and she's like that really really heavy set she was did she die Maybe. She, yeah, I think she did. She was like that really big, heavy set yeah. singer. What was when she sang? I think she died. She was on a television show. Yeah. 
but I can't remember. She Me was neither. amazing. She had a great voice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they were very concerned about the trombone player. She's a big, big, big woman. They didn't want him to say anything wrong. And she's like a diva, a big time diva. And they tried to find somebody else to take his place and they couldn't find it. So finally, they just had to have him there. And she comes walking in in a yellow dress, head to toe yellow <laughs> And she gets up to sing and they're like playing along. And she's singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's like a big break in the song. Two seconds. He goes, whoa, taxi. And she just glares over at him. Oh, no, because she was like this big yellow. (laughs) She looked like a big yellow taxi. Oh, that would be horrible. I don't, you know, like you said, there's like a lot of different forms of Tourette's, but it would be horrible to have something where, and there probably are syndromes where you literally cannot lie and that means lie of omission that would be horrible that would be horrible. i don't even want to tell you what would be coming out of my mouth i was just gonna right say because <laughs> right now i'm saying you look fantastic today <laughs> well i guess children have to be taught they have to be carefully <laughs> taught children have to be careful that's from a song that's from a musical i can't remember which one though no. and also people with certain types of frontal lobe injury may not be able to lie so that would be a case where yikes it's not just about washing hands i'm going to find out all kinds of telling things about you. That's like a list. Jennifer's list. You ready for my list? I'm ready for your oh, list. Okay, I wasn't sure. I could have a look on your face. Although I can say by the look on your face, you're so ready. I'm ready. We do a lot of things to fool ourselves into believing that we're telling the truth. And really, I think their excuses. This list is really based on making excuses for yourself, lying to yourself as opposed to lying to others. Okay, that's directly related to the curiosity by so, right. so this okay. If I could just do X, then my life would be amazing. What would be an example? Getting married, getting laid, getting a raise, all those things. If I could just lose weight, then everything would fall into place. I would find the perfect mate. I would get a raise. I'd be loved and adored. Well, that's not quite true. But that's not true that it would happen. But the question is, do you think that people really believe that? Like We what, use it as an excuse. Your what like, would be your ex? Well, if I lost weight, then what? I would be invited to parties more. I would you would be, hate that. I, well, I didn't say that I wanted to be invited to well, parties more. Well, that's why you're not wanting to lose weight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so pass that mac and cheese. I don't even like mac and cheese. Why did I say that? Yeah, if I did this then everything would be great. So if I hooked you up to a lie detector and said, if you lost weight, you'd be invited to parties more, would you re- would the lie detector say that you really agreed with that? I don't think so. Okay. They would say it's because you're a bad personality that you're not getting invited <laughs> to parties. Thank God I don't have prefrontal lobe damage. Yeah. Because I will not comment on that. Frankly, <laughs> you've said it to me before, so I don't know why that would make a difference. I never said that you had a... You have my favorite personality. You're a liar. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? Okay, if I had more time, I would do X. I think mostly I think of like people that say, oh, if I didn't have to work so much, I'd spend more time with my children. Bull pucky. What would you say if you had X, then you would have Y? If I had more time, if I had more energy. Which one would you say? I would work work out more. Oh. Yeah. And would you? Probably not. I mean, like last night, Ginger and I were going to go dancing. Our favorite night is Wednesday night. And it was Wednesday last night. And we fell asleep. (laughs) We 
totally fell asleep and missed the class. So it wasn't because I had more time. I just laid down and went to sleep. So lazy, lazy, lazy. lazy. If I wasn't so lazy, mm-hmm. I would work out more. Would the lie detector test agree with that? Probably. Okay, next. But it's like saying, you know, it's like saying, oh, I work 80 hours a week. I just don't have any time to, you know, I have no time. Do not work you don't have to work 80 hours a week. Talking about this 80 hours a week, it's like, okay, during that 80 hours, how would you add those hours that you posted on Facebook? Five, six, seven times. Uh, huh? Yeah, 80 hours a week. Are you including that or are you excluding that? Yeah. You've, you know, made 50,000 posts on social media. Don't give me you've worked 80 hours. Exactly. Are all those Pinterests. Pinterest. Pinterests. Do you think pin- are you have a Pinterest? <laughs> I don't have a Pinterest account, but I look on Pinterest. I used to look on Pinterest a lot when I was event planning. Would a lie detector say that you value... <laughs> Okay, what would a lie detector test say? Which social media platform would a lie detector test say you value most? Which social media platform do Mm -hmm. I like the most Mm -hmm. or do I use the most? No, you value. Oh, I value the most? I think Snapchat. I do. I do like my Bitmoji, but I can do my Bitmoji on my uh, texts. Yeah, but what about those filters that you send me? No, you are the filter queen. Oh, my God. Your filters are so funny. It's only when I'm laying in bed. Hello. I'm a snail (laughs) and I'm feeling quite slimy today. If I was hooked up to a lie detector, I would say that the the social media platform that I value most would be Twitter. Oh, yeah. For me. I could see that. Okay, because that's where I like, I log, I get these ideas for Curiosity Bites. You and and Barkley. And I log them onto, I just put them there. It's just a way to placehold my thoughts. But then sometimes when I search for them, I can't find them. Oh, I get, I get notices all the time that you posted something on Twitter. You get notices of people posting? Yeah. Oh. You, Barkley, Steven. Oh, I don't have that. Yeah. All right, what's the next one? If I do or say blank, people will think I'm stupid. I do think sometimes I'll not want to say something because I don't want people to think. And mom used to say, stay quiet and have people think that you're stupid rather than open up your mouth and have them know that you're (laughs) stupid. That's called removing all doubt, as we say. Exactly. That person just removed all doubt. All right, so let's go back because I want to fill in the blanks on that one. So really, if you feel that you're stupid, then you're thinking other people think you're stupid it really is just a reflection on your own view on yourself yeah but how do you evaluate whether you're self-aware i am very self-aware i mean i actually think that if i thought that i was stupid and there's plenty of times that i should have thought i was stupid and it's not ow (laughs) but there are other times where i thought i was stupid and i didn't say anything and i think if i would have i would have people would have concurred i mean Uh, me too No, I'm no, I'm serious. Don't laugh. It's true. I feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, there have been times. It's called called being self-aware. Like (laughs) if if I'm talking about some topic about which I know nothing, I might choose not to say something. Even if I have opinions, I might choose not to say something because I feel like I don't know enough to say something. So why would I? And that is close to the truth. So I don't this one that I don't I reject that one. What's the next one? All right, fine. Actually, I do, too. (laughs) If I just say or do blank. I feel like I'm on the match game. If I just say or do blank, then that person will finally change. Oh. Yeah, that's a baddie. No, that's a goodie. I mean, baddie, but a goodie. It's It's baddie if you do that. I try and I try with you, but you never change. What what is the thing you try with me? (laughs) 
I'll tell you what I try. Oh, God, what? Not with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> with Steven. Oh, <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> I mean, I try and try and try with Steven. And it comes from growing up with mom harping at dirt with dad about don't eat, don't eat, don't eat. I try oh, and try yeah. and try to get him to eat a more healthy and not that he's super unhealthy and it's who and I, for the record i'm not either right i always talk about my weight and stuff but i mean i'm not like what? mel carter or anything <laughs> you wouldn't like say whoa taxi well, when i walk I into a room well, i've never seen you in yellow <laughs> give me a chance <laughs> no but i mean it has to do with healthy you know it was really cute we were out to dinner with this other couple and the husband turned to the wife and the husband who rides his bike to work every day i mean he's really fit he turns to the wife and he says and he's fitter than the wife he says it is which is more which is healthier and i thought oh my god that is so cute and all i could think was i wish steven would ask me that <laughs> but that is true. he doesn't need to because you would tell him whether he asked you or not no i sometimes but i still think after all these years that if i if i just do this then maybe he would do that and what if it's if i just don't say anything maybe he'll do this or that or if i just or if i say something little do i realize that it has nothing to do with me this is a correlation is not causation okay. situation absolutely, absolutely do you have any of those things yeah actually i was thinking about moses and when he was younger i would totally micromanage his homework you will sit at the kitchen table for at least 30 minutes every time you come home and you will be if you don't have homework then you will read or you know just something and i will check your work and make sure and you always used to argue with me mom you know if you would just leave me alone i'd probably do better and you know you're just micromanaging so i don't want to do it and blah 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 so finally i think by the time he got into high school i decided you know what He's right. I'm going to leave him alone. I'm not going to bug him. I'm going to let him make his own decisions on how he's doing his homework, blah, blah, blah. Nothing changed. <laughs> Nothing. It was, it was no different. No different. So shut up. I should have continued to harp. You should have continued to harp. Yeah, because it would have made me feel better that I was doing something. Do you think that what we value is what we like? I value learning. I love to learn. I like to learn. Is that the same as valuing learning? For me, it is. Do you think you judge people differently for things that you value that they don't value than you do things that you like that they don't like? I value and like music. I think music is an important aspect of life. And I know a few people that don't like music. How can you not like music? But, That's just crazy. But do Something's you, wrong with you people that don't like music. How do you differentiate between liking music and valuing music? Yeah, because some people probably don't like music but value it. I know mom didn't really like music in her older years. She did when she was younger, but and I think she still valued it. But yeah, she didn't like to listen to music. I mean, I think that I am very judgy about what I value that other people don't value, but I don't think I'm judgy about what I like that other people don't like. And I think that that's a distinction between values and liking. I'm totally fine with, like, I like dancing. And I don't judge people who don't like dancing. I don't value dancing. I mean, it's not something like, oh, my God, I value dancing. I value learning. And I can't help but judge people who don't value learning. I also like to learn. But I could judge people. I wouldn't judge harshly people who don't like to learn as much as not valuing learning. I don't know how you. So wait. So if you value learning, I get but like to learn. Mm -hmm. What about somebody that learns something that you don't value? It's not about the content for me. It's okay. about, it's really about continuing to learn. I 
just value the idea of continuing to learn. And like Stephen is going to learn ham radio. That's so cool. Well, I have no interest. I mean, I don't really know anything about ham radio. Or our friend, our friend Jana is getting her MFA. And I said to both of these guys, I'm not going to go get an MFA and I'm not in, fine, in, in writing or a ham radio license. But I said, do me a favor. Will you teach me some things that you learn that you thought, oh my God, I would have never learned if I hadn't done this. And one of the things that Stephen already taught me was in ham radio, some of the people who do it calculate to bounce sound waves off the surface of the earth. It's fascinating. But you know what's the most fascinating thing? What? Guess what they call people who do ham radio and are like the mentors to the new people doing ham radio? Hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> Not hamsters. Really? That was a good guess. It was the same guess I gave when Stephen really? <laughs> I kid you not. Hamsters is a swear to God. Awesome. Sometimes we think we're so clever, but we're both clever in the same way. Damn. And that's why we like each other's jokes so no, much. No, everybody else is stupid. It's a narcissistic way of being. <laughs> they are called Elmers. <laughs> and Stephen then said, so does that give you a hint at what the demographic of people who do <laughs> I said, it kind of does. And I think I know. And so I said, let's go into the bathroom and see if we can see something that shows us what the demographic of the, of the ham radio people. It's called the mirror. <laughs> but I totally. I am calling Stephen Elmer from now on. No, he said he, he needs, hasn't gotten there yet. He, he needs to find his own Elmer. Wait, so what are you when you first start out then? If you're not an Elmer, what are you? You might be a, uh, oh God, what's it like? What's a kind of a, you're probably a Steve. That's <laughs> <laughs> someone in their 50s or 60s. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many Steves do you know that are in their 20s? Everyone you know Steve, that is in their 40s and 50s are named Steve. You're so right. So they're probably, no, not 40s, 50s and 60s. Okay, we need to reintroduce Elmer. And Steve. Elmer and Steve. Yeah. All, all right. those new people that are pregnant right now. Steve and Elmer. I really think that it's hard to identify what you value that would absolutely match with a lie detector. And when I say that I value my family, which I totally do, and I value... <laughs> 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 oh, you mean the lie detector went off? Is that, yes. is that what that I've done it like four times. Oh, God. No, I was God. like, why are you bleeping, bleeping? <laughs> Shit, I've got to edit out. <laughs> no, it's a lie detector. Oh, is that what a lie Detector doesn't, it just, no, it, it just doesn't. has a little arrow that goes, you know, up and down or whatever, a little like a like a like a heart a seismic, uh, seismic thing. Yes, off the Richter scale. I think that if I said that I value my family and I value learning, I think that a lie detector would confirm that. I do value people who wash their hands after the go to bed. Oh, no, but <laughs> properly or I think that's the distinction. <laughs> well, all I know is a lot of people don't even make an attempt at proper. So the first step is at least like putting your hands under water. Do you remember s- mom? <laughs> no. What? Mom in public restaurant restrooms would if she she was in the stall and she saw someone that didn't wash their hands, she'd go and <laughs> start heading to the door. She'd go, you forgot to wash your hands. No, no. She said, did you forget something? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget something? <laughs> I value that, though. I value the germaphobe in mom. Yeah. I did. She sure was. Are there any more to the list, or are you ready for the sort of fact? I think I have one more. Okay. I would change, but I can't because of X. Instead of, I really just don't want to. <laughs> All right. What would you say that you would change? And you can't use the weight thing or the eating thing. What would you change, but you can't because of X? Being more well-read. If I could just, I just don't have the time to read. So 
Tell me what your favorite television shows are. <laughs> I know what you're going to ask me, and I'm not going to... I don't know any television shows. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no. I think if you wanted to read, you would read. One of the things that, I know that's, what my, that's my point, though. You want to... Have, you're making an excuse. Why would you want to read? Would you want to read because you want to know the content of the books or that you want to have said that you've read them to no. yourself? Who would need to know? Okay, so first of all, there's different categories. One is you always mention, oh, did you read about blah, 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 blah? Did you read this? Did you read that? So for conversation. And I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> honestly. But I also love to read mm. historical not uh, historical fiction books. Yeah, you do? I love them. Yeah. Oh. And I love them because it's like a soap opera, but it I can learn a little bit of history. I have a good one for you. It's a super long one. It's one of the best books I've ever read. And it's kind of, I think it would qualify as historical fiction. What is it? It's called Shantaram. I already read it. You read Shantaram? I did. Oh my God, look at us. Wasn't that one of your favorite books of all time? Yes. It was oh, a very good book. I love that book. Learn a lot about India from oh, that book. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. And that whole region. The thing that I would recommend, and I think I probably recommended this before, is that there is so much time that we spend doing laundry and washing dishes and especially you have your airbnb so you have to constantly do, do yes i do if anybody there wants to stay at our you have a lot of time that you're doing kind of manual things around the house and i think it's really valuable and you can get it from the library you can get an app from the library to listen to these audiobooks yeah now that's where and now i'm driving around a lot more you I should. really should put them on when I'm in the car. And our county library has, you can get these for free. And you just yeah. put them in line and you wait. And so it's really, to me, it's such a, I get through so many more books because the time to sit and not do anything but read is so, and then it's hard because you've got your phone and then you should look at the news and there's so many so many distractions. Mm -hmm. But while you're folding laundry or doing, there's not much else you can do other than listen to music. So if you devalued music a little bit and valued your historical fiction. Yeah. I think for me, I think having an audiobook in the car makes more sense. Because, yeah, when I'm at home, I like my music. Well, all you have to do is download the, the app for our county and you can do it. I download it. I'll show you what it is. All right. This leads to the sword effect. Drum roll, please. Where's it from? This sword effect is from a very obscure but very uh, powerful Prestigious and university. Prestigious <laughs> university. Is that PPU? Powerful? Prestigious university. P-N-G-U. Papua New Guinea University. <laughs> Papua New Guinea University. P-P. Prestigious Papua New Guinea University. I already said that, P-P. A P-P-G. <laughs> okay, what is it? Okay, the sort of fact is... 72%. Is it going to be 72%? I don't know. You're the researcher. Alcohol is 86% more effective than the threat of a lie detector when detecting what people truly value. Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One, you can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at applycuriositylab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity Bite. Two, in order to avoid missing Curiosity Bitten Conversations, subscribe 
subscribe to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, for all things Applied Curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the Tribe of the Curious, go to AppliedCuriosityLab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.